Section 36 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Sabbath 18. I rode to Gwynne's Chapel, a nice building. Behind it, the cabins and the ground make a charming square for a camp meeting. Monday we had a damp, muddy ride to friend Haynes's. His wife was surprised. She recollected me. How frequently we find our wandering sheep in traveling. Since I am on horseback, my fetters are gone. I meditate and pray much more at my ease. Lodged with John M. Gee. Tuesday to Dr. Tooley's. Wednesday. A ride of thirty miles brought us to Shaw's. Thursday, fifteen miles to breakfast at Quarles's. Twenty-five miles to supper at Elder Terry's. Friday to the Crab Orchard, and thence to Major Haley's. Saturday to Kingston, 13 miles, and thence to Winton's, 20 miles. Sabbath 25. I preached at Winton's in the evening. We have hard labor and suffering, but I dare not complain when I see the wretched fate of the poor Africans in slavery. We pass along so rapidly that we have only time to pray in the houses we visit. This we have done, except in one case. A damp, cold, dreary, rough ride brought us very hungry to Joseph Black's, where man and beast were fed, and kindly entertained. Tuesday we came to dinner to Father Obadiah Farlow's, and then pushed on to Porter's. Snow most of the day. Glory be to God, for the great support both of soul and body I derive from him. Wednesday I rested and gave them a sermon. The word of truth found its way to the hearts of some. Thursday we were in doubt whether we should take the old or the new route. We took Mahone's road and got along pretty well, thirty miles, to the gate. The woman was sick, but the girls of the house were attentive and polite at Mr. Mahone's. Friday our troubles began at the foaming, roaring stream, which hid the rocks. At Catahooch I walked over a log. But oh, the mountain! Height after height, and five miles over. After crossing other streams and losing ourselves in the woods, we came in, about nine o'clock at night, to Vater Shucks. What an awful day! Saturday, December 1. Last night I was strongly afflicted with pain. We rode twenty-five miles to Buncombe. North Carolina, Sabbath, December 2. Bishop M. Kendry and John M. Gee rose at five o'clock and left us to fill an appointment about twenty-five miles off. Myself and Henry Bohm went to Newton's Academy, where I preached. Brother Bohm spoke after me, and Mr. Newton, in exhortation, confirmed what was said. Had I known and studied my congregation for a year, I could not have spoken more appropriately to their particular cases. This I learned from those who know them well. We dined with Mr. Newton. He is almost a Methodist, and reminds me of dear Watcote, the same placidness and solemnity. We visited James Patton. This is, perhaps, the last visit to Buncombe. Monday. It was my province today to speak faithfully to a certain person. May she feel the force of, and profit by, the truth. 
Tuesday came 33 miles to Murray's at Green River. Wednesday rode 30 miles to Reverend James Gilliard's. I found him sick and prescribed for him. On inquiry into the state of his soul, he expressed his confidence in God. He is alone, with a growing family, and the charge of a hundred and forty families. Thursday discovered that my horse was lame, and felt discouragement. We breakfasted with kind and attentive Anthony Foster, and continued on to Robert Hales's. Friday. Reached the fish dam in the evening. Our sister Glenn went to glory about twelve months ago. Her exit was made in the full triumph of faith. Saturday crossed Broad River at Clark's Ferry and pressed forward to Mr. Means. Here, and it seldom happens that I seek such a shelter, we were under the roof of a rich man. We were treated with much politeness and kindness. Great fatigue, my lame horse, and unknown roads where we lose ourselves, are small trials. But as thy day, so shall be thy strength. We are not, nor have we been lately, much amongst our own people. But it has made little difference in the article of expense. The generous Carolinians are polite and kind, and will not take our money. Sabbath. At Winsboro I preach to a few people. We have a pretty chapel here. John Buchanan and Jesse Harris are chiefs in this work. On Monday we came to J. Jenkins. After six years' rest and local usefulness, he means to travel again. I have received news from the North which makes me solemn. My old friends, Jesse Hollingsworth and Peter Hoffman, are no more in time. And John Bloodgood has also gone to his reward. Tuesday at Camden Close application in reading and writing letters Sinclair Capers, one of our first disciples at Wapita, died in great triumph. The impression occasioned by witnessing this was the cause of conversion to some persons present. I hope his son James will be a great and holy preacher. I am under the necessity of taking emetics. Wednesday, reading. Thursday, I preached in the evening. Friday had a cold ride to Black River, where I was compelled to take to my bed again. Saturday, engaged in reading, meditation, and prayer. Very much afflicted in my bowels. South Carolina, Sabbath 16. I knew not if I could get to the new house. I went and was helped of the Lord. The house was filled, and I spoke plainly. On Monday I visited Thomas Boone. His father was the first to entertain me at the Lower Santee Ferry. We found our dinner at Henry Young's. I was very ill. Tuesday, though ill able to ride, I set out for Camden. Wednesday, reading, writing, and praying with those who visit me. Thursday came to Columbia. Taylor, of the Senate of the United States, lent his house for the session of our conference. We have pleasing letters from York, Genesee, Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, Old North and South Carolinas, rich and poor coming to God. Our fund here for special relief amounts to more than we had expected. Saturday, our conference began in great order, peace, and love.
Sabbath 23. I preached, and the truth exhibited its own divine authority. Bishop Hemkendry spoke in the afternoon. We sat seven hours to business in the day, and had preaching at noon and night. Friday, I was called upon to preach at the ordination of elders. My subject was Hebrews 3, 12 through 14, and was applicable to at least one of them. Conference adjourned this evening. We have stationed about 80 preachers. Saturday came away to General Rumpf's. God has repaid this family for its kindness to the poor followers of the Lord Jesus. There are four sons and three daughters, gracious souls. Two of the sons, Jacob and Christian, are preachers of the gospel. Sabbath 30 I must consult prudence and stay at home today. It is stormy, and I am sorely attacked in the viscera. On Monday we ventured away through rain and hailstorms. We made about twenty miles to Brother Sarley's. Tuesday, January 1, 1811 On the first day of the new year, we rode thirty-five miles to the Widow Davis's. I failed greatly in my ride. Wednesday came by the new road, crossing the new bridge, forty-five miles, to Charleston. Sabbath 6 Preached in Cumberland and Bethel chapels. Monday, busy in writing letters. Sent away fifteen. I preached on Wednesday. Thursday came away and made thirty-five miles to Mr. Gale's. I was weary, hungry, and sleepy. Friday we crossed Linus's ferry and made a ride of twenty-five miles. Saturday reached Georgetown. I am always in fetters in this place, and were they to offer me twenty such towns as a bribe, I would not visit it again. But I must do my duty without a bribe. Sabbath 13. I preached for the people of Georgetown twice. Monday, S. Dunwoody and Thomas Mason set out with us. Crossing Black River, we came to worthy Samuel Green's. In pleasing manners and sincere friendship, an evergreen. We visited his brother Francis and prayed in the family, exhorting the Africans. Tuesday reached Port's Ferry and found Mother Port keeping house at 87. Rafts and boats in quantities passing down the PD. Wednesday made 30 miles to Mr. Misom's, where we were kindly received and politely entertained. Thursday came early in the day to Priest's and tarried with him two hours, and then mounted and continued forward to the Widow Rollins. Friday came to John Martin's, Lumberton, and here I was willing to stay a while, for the rain and cold had chilled me to the heart. Saturday, I am very unwell. Sabbath 20. I preached here, possibly for the last time. I spoke in great weakness of body, and having offered my service and sacrifice, I must change my course and go to Wilmington. I have but a few days to make the 180 miles in. I am happy, my heart is pure, and my eye is single, but I am sick and weak and in heaviness by reason of suffering and labor. Sometimes I am ready to cry out, Lord, take me home to rest. Courage, my soul. Monday 21 
we began our march, and my suffering from pain in the foot was sore indeed. Came into Amos Richardson's in the evening. The parents of this man died in peace. Tuesday a ride of thirty miles brought us on to Alexander King's. I baptized this family, of whom the greater part are in society. The old people gave satisfactory evidence of a peaceful end. Wednesday we brought a storm into town with us. Wilmington is alive with commerce, and there is no small stir in religion. Thursday, Brother Bowen preached. Friday, it was my duty to preach today. I am applied to for the plan of a new meeting-house. This is a business of small difficulty. But who is to execute? Sabbath 27 I preached in the morning and afternoon. The congregations were large, and I felt my heart greatly enlarged towards them. Monday rose at five o'clock, and moved off pretty soon. We cautioned the ferryman, who had placed his flat so as to be upset. He was obstinate, and would not alter her position. In jumped the horses. Over went the skiff. Our lives were endangered. The horses reached to the opposite shore by swimming, and plunging through the mud got on dry land. Our clothes and some of our books and papers were wetted, but not spoiled. We mounted and rode forward to Mount Misery, stopping to dry at Alexander King's. Here we dined and baptized some children. The evening shades closed upon us as we entered under the hospitable roof of pious Mother Turner, who lodged and fed me at the Waccamaw Lake twenty-six years ago. Tuesday we pushed on to Amos Richardson's, and thence after dinner to James Purdy's. I preached in the evening. I have been deeply afflicted with an influenza, but God is with me and supports me. Wednesday we had a cold ride to Newberry's, preached to a few people. North Carolina, Friday, February 1. We reached this place this morning, Fayetteville, preaching at night. Saturday I preached. Sabbath 3. Preached. Our house is too small. Preached in the afternoon. We must enlarge our house. I had a rude fall today, and it was a mercy that my back was not broken. Monday we came over Cape Fear, lodging at Morgan's, on a solitary road. Tuesday we came into Raleigh. Wednesday I enjoyed some very agreeable interviews with my brethren. Thursday. Conference begins this morning. Sabbath 10. I preached in the State House to two thousand souls, I presume. We have had, and mean to have, whilst conference is in session, preaching three times a day. Meeting sometimes holds till midnight. Saturday at ten o'clock we mounted our horses in the rain, and pushed on to Powell's Bridge on the Noose River. We stopped at the house of our friend Samuel Alston, who married the daughter of General Williams. This will hereafter be my stopping place. I believe there was much good done in Raleigh and we, the preachers, are much indebted to the people for their kindness to us. Sabbath 17 I started on my journey this morning, contrary to my usual practice. At Benjamin Sherwood's we stopped a minute 
and called the family to prayer. Came at night to Major Taylor's. Monday, my kind entertainer and his family made me promises to be henceforth for God. I left them with strong feelings of interest for their welfare. Tuesday we reached Warrington. I must needs preach in William Ruffin's large tavern room. Wednesday a cold ride to John Seward's, Brunswick County, and next day to Charles Harris's, where we were kindly and comfortably entertained. My old Virginia friends have disappeared from the earth, but it is no small consolation that they have left me their offspring. These are the children of faith and prayer. Witness the Georges, the Booths, and many others. And God has heard the prayers of the poor Negroes for their masters. Surely he is no respecter of persons. Our Saturday's ride was cold indeed. Kind Mr. Bradley came out to the state road and took us home with him, and fed us, and warmed us, and lodged us. Sabbath 24 I preached in Richmond in the morning. Monday started in storm and snow, and made twenty-five miles, and willingly stopped at Mr. Burroughs's. This family are in their first love. The neighborhood begins to bow to the scepter of the Lord Jesus. Tuesday we came on to Todd's. The stage arrived late in the evening, and the passengers would go no farther that night. They were a motley mixture. Georgia speculators, planters, merchants, and gentlemanly, affable Judge Brooke. I was chaplain to the company. Wednesday we were pretty soon laden with thick clay. Nevertheless, we got on with speed to Dumfries, and lodged at the widowed house of Mrs. Mason. Thursday, reaching Occoquan, I thought I should prefer my dear old friend William Waters's to Alexandria. Thither we bent our way and got in before dark. Friday at Georgetown. Maryland, Sabbath, March 3. I preached for half an hour and was fervent. At the sacrament, took occasion to exhort the society. At three o'clock visited the new house in the city. I preached, though very unwell. I feel great consolation and perfect love. Monday preached at Bladensburg. I was surprised to see so many people. On Tuesday I preached at Federal Chapel. Wednesday a violent snowstorm. I rode twelve miles to preach at Hopewell to an attentive, respectable auditory. Lodged with Edward Owens. Thursday we have had a trying ride to Goshen Chapel. I had a few people to hear me. Lodged at the Widow Harris's. I have been blessed in mind, whilst administering the word of truth, but greatly afflicted in body. At Clarksburg on Friday, we had a full congregation and an open season. Saturday at Hyattstown, the chapel was crowded. It was a very liberal season to the speaker. I have ridden sixteen miles to see Brother Wilson in his affliction. The family were greatly attentive and kind. The aged people have sat under our ministry for forty years nearly, and have always hospitably entertained our preachers. We came back to Mr. M. L. Fresh's. Sabbath 10. I preached at New Market. Many knew me. Nevertheless, I frequently feel like a stranger in my old home, Maryland. Such changes has time wrought. 
I went home with James Higgins. Tuesday I preached at Liberty. Lodged at E. Howard's. When will this dear family embrace religion? On Wednesday I preached at Linganore, and spoke in great plainness. I saw the corpse of our dear sister Jones in the coffin. Thursday we came to Pipe Creek. I preached for them. Nancy Willis is a widow indeed, with six children. Henry Willis, ah, when shall I look upon thy like again? Friday came through heavy dues to Aquila Gerritsen's. Halted a while, and proceeded forward to Providence Chapel. Here I preached. We dined with friendly Mr. Stockdale, and came on to our brother M. Elfresh's, Reistertown. Oh, the clover of Baltimore Circuit! Ease, ease, not for me. Toil, suffering, coarse food, hard lodging, bugs, fleas, and certain etceteras besides. Saturday we had a solemn sitting in our chapel at Reistertown. We called at Ellis Jones's, Ancient Methodists. From thence we bent our course over to Charles Carnan's. Here I heard the mournful news of the death of Polly Yellett, gone after her father to paradise. Sabbath 17 At the chapel I found preachers in abundance, and a larger congregation than I had expected. As it was an appointment for me, I had the labor to perform. How hardly shall preachers who are well provided for maintain the spirit of religion? But here are eight young men, lately married. These will call for four hundred dollars per annum, additional. So we go. Monday preached at Hunt's Chapel, and afterward rode into Baltimore. We began our conference in great peace and order on Wednesday the 20th, and rose on Thursday the 28th. I took my share of the labor of preaching. What the fruits of our toil have been, and may yet be, the God whom we serve can tell. But we have reasonable grounds of hope that it has not been, nor will yet be, in vain. I preached this morning in Gatch's Chapel, and came on to Perry Hall. Friday I preached to about thirty souls in the private chapel at Perry Hall. All to me seems yet to be in sackcloth here. Saturday I preached at the Fork Meeting House. This is a badly planned building. I dined with Mr. Gorsuch, and called to see the widow Gerritsen. She did not at first recognize me. Sabbath 31 At Old Bush Chapel I preached and the word was heard and felt. I saw children who now see me for the first time, whose fathers received me forty years ago. Once more to Josiah Stallams. I baptized his little daughter, Henrietta Rogers. I visited his son, Dr. William, and baptized his son, Josias William Dallam. Monday, April 1. Visited my old friend Bennett. There was such a violent storm that we waited for hours before we ventured across the Susquehanna. I preached at Northeast Chapel. Tuesday, it is court day at Elkton. I am fitter for bed than the pulpit, but my appointment must be filled and my sacrifice offered. Eating was not the business of this day. I went to John Carnan's, Back Creek. Here I swallowed a grain and a half of tartar.
Wednesday I preached for them at Bethel Chapel. I called the society together and gave them special counsel, and also information respecting the spreading of the work of God. Thursday I preached at Bethesda Chapel. It was a rainy day. Friday at Bohemia Crossroads I preached to a small congregation. We had a time not soon to be forgotten. I dined with Dr. Scott and came on to James Courses. Saturday it rained, but it did not prevent two hundred souls from attending at the chapel. It was a time of deep seriousness and feeling. We had nine miles to Chester in a heavy rain. Here I also had a congregation. Sabbath 7. I preached in Chester and met the society, white and colored. I lodged at my son William Berniston's. A few aged steadies came to see me, and dine with me, and talk of past times. Monday we had a cold easterly day, but a considerable congregation, to whom I preached. I dined with Daniel Burgess and rode forward to Thomas Wright's. I find it my duty to convene the societies, and give them my advice, possibly my valedictory. Tuesday I preached in the new brick house at Centerville. Dined with John Brown in company with aged brethren and sisters. Lodged at James Massey's. Methodists are becoming great on this shore. Ah, let them take heed. The respectable society of people called Methodists. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Save us from this. Never in any past period have we had so much cause to hope or to fear as a society. Wednesday at Y Chapel I preached, and the speaker and the hearers felt seriously and deeply. We dined with J.W. Bordley, and hasted on to Easton, lodging with Mr. Lockerman. My mind enjoys great peace and gospel enlargement, but I am not so ready, upon all occasions, to speak to everyone who comes into my presence. How precious are their souls, and oh, how precious is time! Thursday. A day of storms, but I had a respectable congregation to whom I preached at St. Michael's. Friday. It was a solemn time at Easton whilst I was preaching from Luke 23, 26-30, inclusive. I covenanted with General B. N. to pray for him every day. He was all feeling whilst I talked with him. I rode to Tuckahoe Bridge. Henry Downs, his wife, and myself are nearly all who are left of the early Methodists in this neighborhood. Three and thirty years make great changes on the surface of this world of evanescent existences. Saturday at Tuckahoe Chapel, I expounded Acts 2.21 to a large and serious congregation. We rode twenty miles through storms to Joshua Massey's. End of section 36. Recording by Brian Keenan.